0: welcome to the ditch diet podcast i'm your host kerry williams life and weight loss coach and here on this podcast we talk all about giving up the struggle with yo-yo dieting we also talk about healing your relationship with food and your body so that you can finally tick weight loss off the to-do list for good hello there how are you doing this week We find ourselves in early 2021, so you might be thinking a little bit more about New Year's resolutions. So many of us do it at this time of year. So I thought I'd record a podcast today on some of the stuff I see with New Year's resolutions and how can we actually make it so that we set better New Year's resolutions that have a better chance of actually sticking with us and sustaining us all the way through until we actually see a change. So New Year's resolutions, we often promise ourselves that we're going to make um, some kind of change. We're going to stop doing something that's bad or we're going to start doing something that's good. That's quite often what we're really doing is we're making a kind of promise or a declaration that we're going to do something, that something's going to change, you know, that, that something that I'm doing that's bad, I am going to make that change. And these changes are often fueled with lots of enthusiasm and optimism of this, at this time of year because we're thinking about the whole year ahead and what changes we want to see. Now the thing is when we're fueled with these kind of emotions like we're all enthusiastic and we're just feeling like so optimistic about how the year ahead is going to, to turn out or the things that are going to change in our lives when actually we've made those changes it can feel like there's a lot of possibility and this is going to be the year. We're going to make so many changes and it's going to be great but so often many of us lose momentum and actually quite often we can quit as fast as the resolution was set so I don't know if you've had that experience I certainly had loads of experience with that over the years and many of us are actually really just setting a wish list more than anything it's just a want it's a vague idea we maybe haven't given it a lot of thought around what's the structure, why do I really want to do this, and how are we actually going to create that change. So when we don't really have some of those solid ideas in place, we can get pretty vague results. And Often we also have quite a long laundry list of wishes that we're actually wishing for at the start of the year. And when it comes to health and our body, I see many women with this kind of laundry list of wishes where it's like, I want to quit sugar for good. I want to stop eating bread. I'm going to eat more fruit and veg. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to weigh less. I'm going to drink more water. My skin's going to be better. I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to drink less booze. And so we want to make all of these changes and many of us will actually go about trying to make all of those changes at once. And I believe this is often why we fail, why we end up quitting before we've actually even realized any of those changes because we try and do so many things at once. So the thing is managing our mind through this process and actually creating that sustainable change is really, really key in the process. I mean, our emotions drive everything. The think-feel-act cycle teaches us that when we are motivated to do anything by, we are motivated to do anything by our emotions, the only reason why we ever act or do not act is because of an emotion. So these are really the fuel that we use to do anything in our lives. And our emotions are created by all of the thoughts that are present in our mind. So, when we feel a certain way, we're motivated to act a certain way because we're thinking in a certain way. And this can really explain why at the start of the year, we often take action towards our wishes and wants because we feel motivated and optimistic. And we've got this idea in our mind around how amazing is it gonna be when I'm a certain dress size and I'll be able to to wear any of these clothes and and I'm not gonna have these aches and pains. So we can be really fueled by this vision of a new version of ourselves. But when life starts to get real again, and some of those challenging days might come up, we can be f- confronted with some of our negative emotions that really kind of clash with this motivation and this optimism that really fueled us at the start. So when stress comes up, when boredom comes up, or maybe some doubt or feelings of you know, defeat might come up, these emotions which we often interpret as negative can lead us to actually stop taking that action. So quite often we'll find that if we're feeling doubt, Um, You know, we might start negotiating with ourselves like, oh, well, I've done so good so far. So, you know, I deserve to have this chocolate. I deserve to have a night off. I deserve to just have this pizza, you know, so these negative emotions, quite often what we're trying to do is we don't want to feel this way. So we'll actually reach for the food to actually start to change those emotions. And then if we start doing that, because we haven't really thought about our strategy for emotional eating, then if the scales go up, we might start to feel defeat or doubt that it's even possible. And this can completely derail us from the journey. So this is what can happen sometimes when we, our emotions really do just fuel everything. And when we really realize how important the mindset is in the, all of the work we do when it comes to changing our relationship with food and, and with our body, then we can really see how we've got to really start thinking about the emotional piece and the mindset piece with it as well. And the thing is, When we're trying to change everything at once, we may actually be confronted with many of these negative emotions. I mean, have you ever experienced this? I certainly have. When you try and do it all at once, so you're not eating the sugar anymore, you're not eating the carbs, you're eating really clean. You know, you're eating the fruit and the veg, and if you're a meat eater, maybe you're just eating the meat, you're exercising more, everything's going really, really well, and then suddenly you have a bad day, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling upset, and if you haven't thought about that emotional eating strategy in advance, then you might find yourself with none of the coping mechanisms that you've previously used to actually numb yourself during the time when you have those negative emotions. And we're creating all of this change at once. We've literally got none of our coping mechanisms there anymore. So it can be that we're, we're really facing many, many negative emotions all at once. And I believe that's why many of us will start to quit at this point because we haven't thought about that in advance. I mean, it can be such an alluring option when we're faced with, you know, all of those negative emotions, like we're feeling really upset, really, really, you know, defeated or whatever. I mean, the allure of having a biscuit instead of sitting there and actually feeling those feelings may just be way more alluring than the idea of just sitting there and feeling crap for a little while. So I believe that we have a lot of benefit to be had from constraining ourselves rather than having this big laundry list of wishes and changes that we want to make at the start of the year. See, instead of getting overwhelmed by all of these things that we want to change all at once, we can actually constrain ourselves. We can put a limitation in place intentionally. This will give us crystal clear focus. Instead of splitting our focus over five or seven different changes that we're trying to do all at once, we just aim to do one and we aim to do it really well before we move on. It makes all of our decisions so much easier And the thing is when we actually set these intentions with constraint, it's very likely that your brain is going to protest at this idea. It will start to spark up with things like you're gonna miss out, or "you know, these other changes are just as important. You can't ignore these. So just notice when these thoughts come up because it's quite likely your brain will be very seduced by the idea of making that massive change and everything being very, very different all at once. But constraint doesn't mean that we're never going to get there and make all of those changes. It just means we focus on one and we get really good at it before we actually move on. So we don't say we're never going to focus on those goals. They're not important. It just means that, you know, we're making that one change and we're going to get good at it. And it also doesn't mean that all of those other changes aren't even possible. We just focus on that one area and it can have ripple effects in other areas. So for example, your singular focus, if it was to drink more water, just that one little change, you may notice that you start getting a change in your weight because actually water helps to burn fat. So depending on how you're eating, you might find that that one change, and many of my clients have noticed this as well, on the days that they've drunk more water, their weight really changes on those days. And you you may also find that your body's signals for hunger have changed as well, because where you may have been getting this kind of signal to eat, but actually you were really dehydrated and you didn't recognize that signal... So you might actually find you're eating less because of the one change that you've done, which is to drink more water. So it's not like we're saying that you're not going to have many positive effects from the one change that you focus on. Another example might be that you decide that you wanna focus singularly on planning your food in advance. You want to decide in advance what food choices you're going to make so that you're not being led by your emotions in the moment. And if you focus on that one area, then chances are, you're going to find that you, maybe you do eat less of the sugary things that you're, you're hoping to, to have a different relationship with in the future. Maybe you do eat less of the, the flowery products that you're eating now, um, that you're hoping to change in the future because you're making those decisions in advance. So it has a ripple effect in many, many areas. It's not like you're just wanting to, um, you know, get really good at planning for the sake of planning. I mean, this is gonna have an impact on many areas of your life, including in the weight loss realm as well. And I love one of the ideas that James Clear talks about. If you've read his book, it's one of the books that I'm a massive fan of. It's called Atomic Habits. And he talks about 1% upgrades in there. He actually tells the story of a coach who actually coached the British cycling team. Um, I think it was back before the 2012 Olympics. And this coach was really, really focused on small incremental changes. So one at a time, This coach went through the team and looked at tiny marginal gains that they could have in all sorts of different areas. And he was aiming to improve 1% at a time, you know, tiny changes in the bikes that they were racing, having a look at how each of the team members were sleeping. You know, what if we can just get them 1% more rested? How would that change things? What are they wearing? What if we could get 1% more um, kind of aerodynamic improvement on the clothes that they're wearing? How would that improve? And actually what we found was that, I mean, if you remember that time, the British cycling team was actually hugely successful and they won loads and loads of medals. So we can really see how successful that approach was for them. Because after all, if you're able to improve something 1% every day, by the end of the year, you're going to be 37% better. If on the other hand, you do not improve 1% a day, if you go into decline 1% a day, you're gonna be almost down to zero. You will have degraded almost down to zero by the end of the year. So isn't that interesting that these small marginal gains can add up to make us something significant over time. So really it's about continuous improvement and dedicating to make this one small change every day with the expectation that these small improvements will add up to something significant. And we really see this with weight loss as well. You know, those tiny changes we see, like maybe it's just 0.2 of a kilo, you know, maybe on average just this week, it was only 0.2 of a kilo, the scales changed. Maybe the only improvement that you saw this week was that you were able to drink, you know, half a liter or more of water a day. You know, those kinds of small changes, if you do that and keep that up every day until the end of the year, you're going to see a very big difference. So you might want to have a think about what is the one area for you that you could start focusing on now? If you've already set your New Year's resolutions, you might want to have a look through your list and think, what's the one that can gain me the most benefit? Like, If I really cracked this one and it would have a ripple effect maybe into other areas that would get me a huge benefit, what what is that one thing that I could focus on right now? Is it planning your food in advance? Is it drinking more water? Is it incrementally eating slightly less sugar every day? Is it just drinking, you know, one less coffee a day? Something like that. How can you get incrementally better every single day? So... Focusing on one thing is really my suggestion and my invitation to you for better New Year's resolutions. We want to find that one thing that you can constrain yourself to. Think about that one habit. I've, I've mentioned a couple of different possibilities for here. So think about that one that you'll potentially see the biggest results in. And my invitation to you as an action to take away from this podcast is to go off and do that thing. 100 times. Don't worry if you don't do it every single day. Mark down somewhere every time that you are successful. So say, for instance, you're planning. If you're planning every day, mark it down. Tick off um, on a list of one to 100 every day that you've done that plan, every day that you've drank a certain amount of water, maybe you've just incrementally upgraded to, you know, one extra glass a day and you've kept that up for a while. Maybe then you go to the next level, do it a hundred times and I promise you, you'll start seeing a difference. You can count it on a bit of paper, You could get some glass beads and pop them into a jar. That can be really rewarding to see the jar starting to fill up over time. Um, I've also seen people buy those um, kind of cheap counters that you can get on, on Amazon. You know, those things like when they're counting how many people go into the shops and they're just holding those little clicker devices. I've seen people use those as well. You know, so start trying to do something a hundred times and you'll start to see a massive difference. And when you feel that you've really mastered that 1% upgrade, like for instance, you're drinking that one extra um, glass of water every single day, and you've been doing that really consistently, then maybe you want to up that to another one and then start doing that consistently until you reach the level where you feel like you're having enough water. So... That's my invitation to you, 1% upgrades, focusing on one thing for your new year's resolution and then progressively moving on to those other incremental upgrades all through the year. So we don't have to just focus on, you know, everything changing at the start of the year. We can actually start to build on it over the rest of the year as well. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, come on over to the Facebook group, uh, the Life Beyond Dieting community. And I will answer any of your questions there. Have a wonderful week and I will see you again next week. If you're ready to end yo-yo dieting for good and to heal your relationship with food and your body, why not come and join us on the free Facebook community, Life Beyond Dieting Community. This is a community for women who have experienced a long history of yo-yo dieting, a place where we can explore all sorts of issues like accepting our body just as it is and how we can actually create a new relationship with food and our body so that we can actually feel happy and content in our own skin finally. So on this group, you'll also find there's a weekly segment from me where I'll be sharing a video on a particular topic to give you inspiration and tips to support you on this journey. So on Facebook, search for Life Beyond Dieting Community and come on over and join us. I look forward to seeing you there.